seminar. A small group of students, as in a university, Welcome engage in advanced study and original research under a member of the faculty and meeting regularly um, to exchange information and hold discussion. Please take your seats as Marcus class Beatty. is about to begin. The other Episode person who is the director slash assistant director is Mr. Michael Berganzi. Michael? Hello. Hi, I'm Yayon. There he goes. That's his voice. Welcome and joining us I have once again for the first time, for the last time, for the 18th time, it's Panda. Hey, yeah. Normally, we have more notice. And he's back. And a few words. <laughs> and this is this is our season finale of seminar. And this season, once again, I wrote just like I do all the time. You could tell where the plot this season was going. Something was going to happen to that. Uh, <laughs> yep. and, 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 I, and I can tell you now, I wrote the last page before I wrote the whole season. So the last page changed after I talked to Kat, uh, Catherine Pride, co-creator of the show, only because she gave me an idea. Hmm. And so that's how the ending turned out, the way it is. Yeah, this has been the last intended for us, and he's like, he's like been killed as like a bartender thing or something like that. The Kingery's like been damaged, currently damaged so far, ever kind of weird. There's a lot. Yeah. Th this season, I went more towards the, the, the Twilight Zone aspect or Outer Limits aspect that I think Seminar has always tried to achieve in how its story flow goes. Um, but this, this was a year just to give some plot points to people who, who've been listening to Seminar for a while and wanted more into the world of Seminar. So I gave them that. Although they're really going to hate it because next season we don't even talk about it. Um, <laughs> so on behalf of all the seminar fans, and I am one, um, can I ask then, I mean, are all these kids just like programs? They're just holographic projections? What Not necessarily, but maybe. You sounded really excited on the phone. Yeah, no, I didn't Should I call Bruce Here we are in the first story. Yeah, here we are. I recognize that piece of music. That's the PBS theme there. Yeah, indeed. Has it something to do with I literally realized it's the same theme as PBS that ever, like, maybe, um, like, two weeks before I here or whatever. Actually, it's Don't feel bad. The moment I heard it come on, I'm like, is this PBS? Because I wasn't sure I was saying the same stuff, but it threw me off for a second. Yeah, it's funny because, like, um, the reason I chose this piece or whatever, well, I had more music there, but apparently it's the final mix or whatever. I don't know why I didn't go through or whatever, but, um, yeah, I had another piece of, like, a loop called Pendulum or whatever, and the last song, the last song, the very last thing, it was like one of my friends or Pan or whatever, so. Just tell me the story. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, um, our writer here, is this, is this her first seminar script? Okay. No, this is Susan Fair, her second script. The first one she did was um, the, 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 oh, something and Tammy, um, which was... Oh, Scrapping with, with Amber and Tammy. Scrapping with Amber and Tammy. Thank you. Very, see, this is why I have Panda, because he knows everything in Panda. Now, that episode is my all-time favorite episode of Seminar, because that has... It has Scrappin' and Wanda's Wonderful Wizard World. Yes. And 
Uh, and, and I'll tell you now, scrapping was was hard because I had to make it sound bad to make it sound good, which is the weird part about making that whole episode. Well, you went for a verisimilitude with it. You wanted it to sound like like literally a dime store podcast, since it was like two girls who worked in a dime store. <laughs> but for this one, I, I noticed when I heard the voices, you've got a lot of... Of seminar regulars in the cast. Objects are huge. And really, well, there's, that, there's some that aren't. I mean, but there's, yeah, there's a lot of seminar regulars. You have Jack Paul. You have Amanda. I, I've fallen in love again with Amanda Fitzwater, so that's why she's been in a lot of stuff lately. What did you discover? And so she's been auditioning again. So it's been fun to have Amanda back on. And I had uh, Gwen, Gwendolyn Jensen Woodard in here. There's a lot of regulars. There's some new faces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This whole show really. Because of the two scripts in it, was a lot of seminar. Right there, we're good to go. The um, are targeted. But it, it, it's a lot of fun to have to have to have, have some new faces in here, though. But mm-hmm. some people, well, you're right. I'm looking at the cast now. I'm like, wow. Although Mark Allen Jr., who does Randall, gave me this great, great setup for it. So it was good. To, it was fun having him inside. Mm-hmm. We're getting a seriously yep. huge reading. I, I love, what episodes. does she call the very like large array? Very series. large array. It's Rockets like the, the massive array. Yeah. It's another vague, a vague, another vague little, little build-up type thing, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, what I immediately thought of, though, was of the novel Contact. Oh, yeah. The very large array is really important there. Yep. damn you. Go, doctor. There's nothing we and can I, do I am depressed we couldn't get Susan to join us, state. but um, I didn't hear yeah. back, so. I Susan, I would yeah. have loved to have you on again. Well, <laughs> Susan is on a different continent from the rest of us. Yes. Oh, How I figured that out was when I was listening to this episode, she had two Americans talking about torches when they meant flashlights. Yeah, that's always a clue that the writer was British. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Not that way, but all right. <laughs> oh, those silly, those silly British people. We have to make contact. If now I've just angered everybody in Britain. I'm sorry. Don't bother. Try using that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, well, I, sure I love that 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 in sure this story what the big reveal is. Oh yeah. Because I love the scientist points out that you know that. There's no way intelligent life could have come across the galaxy. And it's like, oh no, we've always been here. In fact, our species is older than yours. Yep. Some kind of experimental aircraft. So these are like these lizard people are like the people who were here before the big damn meteor hit our planet. Yeah. We're off the porch and running with the big dogs. Well, the whole buildup is that I mean, sometimes space aliens don't come from outer space. Randall. Yeah. You know, it's just sometimes they come from right here. They've been, um, they've been here before you, you just didn't know it. Right. Well, it, it also speaks to sort of the presumptuousness of of humans, you know, our, our arrogance, which is something that a lot of classic sci-fi deals with. Can you understand English? Very true. Parlez-vous français? Uh, yeah, I don't know if that note is anyone else knows this or whatever, but um, I just noticed it like just a while back in the episode or whatever, but um, apparently um, there's like two pronunciations of like of Dr. Dr. Mary Lowton or whatever, either Lowton or Lowton or whatever, either one of the two or whatever. That is gratifying. 
and Lotan. I also love that there's almost like uh, a um, um, a Buddhist metaphor or Buddhist message to all of this and that the scientist is the idiot and the janitor is the smart one. Oh, yeah. Because he, because he still he still believed they were there as opposed to the science having no having no the scientists seeing the proof of it and as mm-hmm. the proof was there didn't believe in it you know so yeah I see that yeah you keep studying me it's the flaw it's, it's the flaw in science in some cases you know where science has to prove everything before they can accept that it may exist yeah and then you get it pretty time time in place pretty much. Who said anything about aliens? Yeah. We are from here. So, so Michael, I gotta ask you, was this hard to direct? Um, let's see. Not really. I kind of like had a kind of my head flat out read the script couple times afterwards. I had a good idea. The contacts were kind of kind of pain in the butt to do or whatever, but I found eventually. So yeah. So it's pretty easy, nonetheless. <laughs> I'm trying to give him more challenging stuff every time. Every time he directs. Yeah, I know it is. Trust me, it's all about the hard the stuff. That's the fun stuff to do sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah. I know some script. It's from our third day. I read this summer script for third year or whatever. I'm low. That's pretty damn hard to do for sound effects. Oh, like battle theater. What the hell? He's just the cleaner. I'm the scientist. The challenge you've always had with seminar is that you cannot really keep a stock supply of sound effects. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's like you know, for for Star Wars, you've got all of those great sound effects that everybody who's seen the movies recognizes. And we make it again. But maybe too late for you. Here, I mean, I've put Marcus through torture. That is hell of a story. No proof. No, I still blame Jack Talk no. for putting it through torture. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When his serial killer, like, crashes through the, the stained glass in the church. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, trust me, I've, I've had harder ones than, than the one that's coming up. But I like the scientific method because of how the story flow goes in it. So mm-hmm. what do you and I really do? wanted to do it, but I pushed that one off because I, I had to do time sports. Uh, right, yes. <laughs> <laughs> really I'll so, point yeah. out right, right now the music people. playing in the background. No, I can't print any of this. I wrote that. I lose my job. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Sorry. I noticed. Okay. I spend so this is the fourth pendant show I've had my music in. Huge crisis. Yep. We're in the middle of. I really got to. I really got to add you into the credits soon. Then this right now. I tell you, I had your credits number. So we had your credits and I forgot. Exactly. I didn't know the credits in the first place. Please remember me when you next see a news report about I just thought that was cool, and I was listening to it, and I'm like, wait, what? What did that mean? Shame it's not going to be you. Right. Yep. I have to go now. Randall wants to make a start. This was a fun one to cast, only because I had two roles that really didn't have names. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our aliens, the reptilian one and reptilian two. Mm-hmm. So I went with a male and female, just because of the mental standard of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it made a little bit more. It made a little bit more sense to the line. Yeah, I can see that. I also like at the end of the story there. It's um, the scientist is talking about Randall as an equal. It's like it. Oh yeah. She's. She, it's like she's learned and she's humbled now. Completely wrong, but the intriguing. Yeah. 
And, and she's, while she's trying to get the story out, it becomes once again about the, 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 the proof of it. As opposed to, which is what I then bring up in seminar, you know, is that it never really happened. You know, or did it? It brings that, and also brings the question of seminar. So that question comes up later on. Is this really happening or not? Uh, as the ending approaches. So, but, yes, I was mean across the board. Uh... Every, everything in seminar has double meanings. And there, oh, look at that. General, the famous opening to Times Quartet. Yep. yep. Now, <laughs> this whole first scene was not in my original script. It was added after I heard part three. At the very end of part three, you had the final line, instead of hearing it as a normal piece of dialogue, it was heard over a telephone. Yeah. And so I was thinking, oh, that was War tapping her phone. Ooh, that's so, so this whole scene was written around the idea that this scene is happening at the same time as the final scene in part three. I'll tell you a note that I kept getting from my editors. So I had three editors on Times Quartet, um, Jeffrey, Marley, and Chris, and... I consistently got the note that I made my villains too nice and too likable. And I don't think that they're nice, but, but yeah, I like the fact that they're likable. That You know, you can oh, yeah. hang out with these guys, you know, because, yeah. like, you know, here's a South American dictator who's, who, like, sees an arms dealer, and he's like, hey, how's your little girl doing, you know? Yep. No. And what I love is Trent Clifton, when I cast him as war, I, I mean, I cast war as... Uh, he's he's part car salesman, part ultimate evil. Yeah, you know, because that, that's that's what war has to be because he's selling war, basically. Right, selling the thing that he creates. This be part really really good car salesman and part you know ultimate evil. Yep. Under the fade out on the laugh there, just because yep. I was mean that way. Yep. And, and I hope that the audience got that War was the one supplying the rebels with weapons, too, just so that he kept War perpetuating. Anyway, yeah. so here we are on the island of Alameda. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff I want to tell the listeners. Uh, Alameda really exists. It's an island in the San Francisco Bay. Uh, Alameda Naval Air Station is real. It is decommissioned. It is under joint custody of the Navy and the civilian government, um, which does make it a rare exception to... Uh, Passe Comitatus. Um, the Defense Intelligence Agency does exist. Um, and the reason why bomb is taken from the Air Force is because the Air Force had a special charter to investigate paranormal and extraterrestrial phenomenon. You can go Google Project Blue Book. Learn more about that. Um, so it's like this story is fantastic, but all of these background details that seem unreal or really actual factual um in fact if anybody asks on the pendant list i can give links on the list to photos for this location well actually actually it's been used in a lot of filming mythbusters uses that place for a lot of their stuff um, yes, they as, well, do. as well as it was used for the matrix wasn't it yeah it was yes the, uh, the third one yeah um and my, we meet Bomb here, um, who is this, you know, like really powerful witch, um, works for the Air Force. Um, I don't, I don't expect people to understand that. Just go with it. All right, fair enough. Um, 
But I, I thought that I, I love she's got kind of a, a wry sense of humor. Like she's seen everything. Mm, nothing upsets her anymore. Yeah. And that's what—that's why I wanted to cast Lynn in it so badly because Lynn can can handle the straight lines very well, you know, and she she does it so cleanly. So it was good having yeah. Cohen do, do, do bomb in this role. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. she she really gets just how confident Bomb is. Yeah. And for anybody who wondered on on the Facebook, my Facebook posting when I said very sweet moment. In it, this is the sweet moment I was mentioning. Only because the conversation is so casual between Mort and between McBride that it makes it a very, very sweet yet powerful moment in this story. Yeah, well, I, I felt like they had to have their goodbye. I mean, um, McBride gave away her uh, Caduceus, Caduceus bracelet. Uh, she knows she's going to die. Deep down, subconsciously, she knows. Um, and these two actors are just fantastic in their roles. Um, yeah, I, I love these two. Oh, Pasa Comitatus, uh, pendant trivia point. This is the second time uh, Miss Melhern has had to explain that in a pendant show. First time was as Agent Gage in Supergirl. She's going to know it by heart Anything soon. Can take down <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's like in part two, I had her Miranda uh, pestilence, and I only included like the first two lines in the script, but she gave the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was that was so wonderful and how she, how she did it, how she does it. One thing I love about Melissa doing McBride is that she can play the strong moments and the soft moments very well with the character. Oh yeah, uh, it's a lot of fun to have her uh, to have her voice doing this role. Yeah, yeah, she's got a lot of range. She really has a handle on this character, which kind of disappoints me that she dies. But I think, I mean, well, it's, it's a hero's journey, and I mean, the reason why she was hooked on Xanax was because it really does happen if you quit cold turkey on Xanax that you can have a heart attack. Because you, know, you go into shock, like something surprises you, and you don't have like that you know, warm, fuzzy cocoon of the Xanax, and so mm -hmm. your body just goes way the other direction. And, and, and I looked that up, you know, when I was outlining all four parts, you know, to kind of set that up so that you saw her acting weird in part one and wondering what's wrong with her, and then in part two, the Xanax, and then part three, she's dealing with, you know, how much she uses it. Mm -hmm. uh, so, for those wondering, I, it was not a last-minute decision. I was planning from the beginning that she was going to take them all down and then die. And, and, it ups, and when I got the script, I was so angry that McBride died. I was so angry. But I wanted to see her live through it. What would she have done with her life afterwards, though? And, and that's that's the other thing. I mean, because her quest was all was taking down taking down the the, the these these three horse the four horsemen three horsemen. Listen to me. And the and the whole thing, and and yeah. Once that was over, what what was going to happen to her? Yeah, I, and I see that. Yep. Now, I might have another seminar story or two with Bomb. Oh, here's Ooh. point. Ooh, her, um, her her full name is Sarah Nussbaum. Time for you to be at your mark. Newspawn meaning yeah. nut tree. Mm -hmm. Now, before anybody else yells at me, I will yell at me. 
You should be overseas. Yes, and right. not I cast Bernadette Groves as a Navy SEAL. I know, Navy SEALs, all male. I know. Except for G.I. Jane. We're not discussing G.I. Jane because that was a bad move. But <laughs> I will kick myself because at the time I was I had a lot going on. I was distracted. I wasn't paying attention when I was casting. And I left it in at the. I left her in. And I probably shouldn't have, but I did it anyway. And I helped myself first because. Right. I, and, and I'll admit that part four could have been a lot better had I been more focused on the show. But I had a lot going on, and so it's not as good as it should have been. And I'll kick myself first. Um, but at the end of the day, it's still a good show. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. a fantastic script, and the cast is of course insane. Um, because a lot of regulars again. You, mm-hmm. You've got, of course, Bernadette, you've got Kim, you've got Colin Snow, uh, and everybody knows I love Kim Giannopoulos' voice. Everybody knows that I'm in love with Bernadette Groves' voice. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I say it all the time. Oh, yeah. For uh, <laughs> and then here we go, bringing war into the, the portion of it. Yeah. Oh, uh, for those wondering what his plane uh, on, on the tail of his plane it said equus cardinal that means red horse in latin come on because war Where's rode a red horse in oh yeah book of revelation yeah. and everybody oh. picked on that and uh war talks about his favorite pub there was a real location in mind for that a blessing um great <laughs> Uh, apparently, this is, apparently, Panda's going to be re- releasing a Google map of all the places you can go visit yeah, right. all the time before that story. So, if you're ever here on my island, because I live on Alameda, if you're here on my island, I'll take you on the Four Horsemen tour. Oh, okay. Um, See, now you better watch out. That could happen someday for me, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, when, when... I love Lynn's delivery on that line. Oh, yeah. Um, Oh, and when you have no idea how hard it was when I was writing the script to keep McBride from saying, you killed my mother, prepare to die. (laughs) That's what I was waiting for. Don't feel bad. That was the obvious joke, and I I thought, no, this this scene, this encounter cannot have a laugh line. Why am I even surprised that you're not even able to pretend uh, yeah, but I, I was waiting for that one at one point because when I heard that line, I'm like, oh, because that's I immediately I just said that line because I listened to it a few times. I'm like, wow, she really you, you killed my mother. Oh, because I'm like, because it's right there, you know. Yeah, boring the hell out of me. Are you going to have your snipers shoot at me, or perhaps there we go. One thing, one thing I like about one thing, one thing I always get worried about was he gets really, really talky. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like every good bad guy, he likes hell. to brag. He That's does. Better. He does. And also, something that Trent really picked up in this character is that he enjoys who he is, which is part of why he's chatty. Um, I mean, something that we saw with Famine is Famine is kind of uptight. You know, I mean, you know, you know, Famine is this businessman, and he's you know. Busy with his conglomerates and buying off Congress, and yeah, whereas war is like a twelve-year-old boy with billions of dollars to burn. Personally, yep. Hell yes. I just want to take you alive. 
And I hear War's little magic theme, which which is how it was put in the script. War's magic. That is how it was written in the script. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Where yeah, he's trying to incite McBride. And I love how the the actors handled this, the tension. Oh, and the sound effect underneath it. That cute yeah. really I, yeah. I love vague sound effects because then it lets you just say, How much can I stack on top of each other? And it was like not, it was like five or six lines of effects to build up in War's little thing there. So Yeah. <laughs> I had a lot of fun stacking. Uh pop culture reference. Uh, pop culture reference. Uh when she says you have no power over me, that's stolen from Labyrinth when yeah. Sarah is talking to David Bowie. Yeah. What's the limit of that's a good movie, though. Uh, <laughs> see, I'm yeah, Prince Good Movie, finally. You know, I heard that. That's what I heard was that voice, too. Oh, my too. God, you shot him. And you ran to him. I couldn't and you ran to him. I love that. Yeah, really. The, the, the darkness in this scene is just so wild. Right, and it really shows you... It shows you what a loose gun war is. Oh, if you'll pardon the pun. Um, Consider me yeah. acceptable loss. You're mm. really going to let your snipers take you just to get me? No. Oh, so, by so, the so, way, oh. go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say that, the, and, the, and, the, and the real thing is that he's—I mean—he's willing to shoot his own brother what the just hell? to draw her out. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, it lets you know how much how much he cares about just. Just eliminating. <laughs> yep. Well, he's not used to losing. I mean, and oh, that's yeah. the funny thing is you see his ego when when the dark hits him and he and you know his last line is just like know. I did your mother's. You can try. Yeah. Sorry, I just got interrupted by hearing I'm going to ring your bloody yeah. name. Um, but um, it's like. His, his, just his befuddlement, like he's baffled that, you know, it's like, he's, he never loses. You know, yeah, kind of weird. If I die, you have no way to catch me. You don't oh, know uh, earlier they talked about the Seal of Solomon. That's another real thing. Um, uh, you might have guessed from Bomb's, Bomb's name, Sarah Nussbaum, that, uh, that she's Jewish. So she knows, like, ancient Jewish mystic secrets. Um, I wrote the character that way because this is essentially a Catholic mythology because I'm Catholic and the main character is the main character is half Irish, half Mexican, just like I am. Uh, and so I, I wanted something different, a different myth mythos, and that's how I came up with Bomb. But the Seal of Solomon was something that that um, Jewish soldiers would paint on their shield, and they really believed that nobody could hurt them as long as they didn't hurt anyone else. Um, He's out cold. I've done it. I am the destroyer of worlds. I'm amazed this plan actually works. I love how happy she sounds here. It really it really did pull on my heart. Yeah. Yeah. She gets this she gets this big up and then it's like this huge down is coming for us. Yeah. Make sure he gets the best care. I owe it to him. <sighs> yeah. Now one thing I now one thing I did do, and it was a, it was a little change in the script. Uh -huh. where there was a sound effect of a, a watch ticking and running down. 
mm-hmm. what I did was I dragged the ticking all the way through our final scene. Oh. Oh, Only because I want everybody to hear, you know, that this was the ending of it. Yeah. And here like, we have we have Kim Janopoulos, whom I love. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm very happy to have Kim in this because she always does good stuff. Yep. And what's happening here is the explanation of her dying of, you know, the, the, the sudden shock of winning gave her a heart attack because she'd gone cold turkey on the Xanax. Um, I'm so ashamed. My people I, I keep the echo for a little bit until they're near each other. But, I failed my own. Yeah. Um, and I put in one sacrilegious line here that I kept thinking of taking out. The 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 idea of boxing St. Peter's ears. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Oh yeah. Proud of you. All actions have costs. Yeah, and I love the way the Kim, the Kim that Kim played this role because I mean she she took it she she took it on a whim because I really had no auditions for it and I yep. cast her in it because because I because I, I love playing Kim as as a motherly figure because she really yep. has the vocal for it mm-hmm. and she really just played into this role very well. Yes, she did. And this was such an important part, so I'm glad that such a strong actress got it. I mean, um, because this character has, in a way, been in all four parts. You know, it's it's been her shadow. It's, you know, Mort gave McBride a replica of her mom's watch in part one. And in part three, it was about her mother's research. And... So, yeah. St. Peter. Yeah. Mama, I'm not ready for this. And I love to say, you go get Pedro to get your clearance. I, I find that very entertaining. That, you know, you have to be cleared to get in, you know. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, and, and how casual Kim is with the line. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also, it's... I, I was worried in, in this last bit of, you know, basically Mama is absolving McBride of all of the, all of the stupid and petty things he did in life. I just don't get it. But I mean, that's Mama, right? Yeah. I think the ending worked out really well. Yeah. yeah. Does there always yep. have to be a way? And, and yeah. it was. It uh, was there it is. Being Times Court is, is over. Oh my God! The horseman yes. has lost. Oh, Time is lost. Oh, my God. The horse. Yes. 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 They are all going to die of a and uh, yeah. Uh, a war and famine and succeeding. Results will be sent to your data pads. Some of you will once again use my seventies down to results. Someday called farewell. You might get a script at some point called Dini in the Vault, which would be about a bomb. Ooh. Now that makes me happy. A bomb script makes me very happy. Student three, yeah. please follow the yellow line. Now, now I love that. What? Why? 
Did I pass? This is where I break the fourth wall, and this is why I was falling outside the box. In four years, I have to leave this room. For the first time ever, we walk outside the classroom. Am I going on to the next level? Yeah, Which made me wonder, where do they eat? Where do they shoot? Yeah, right. Where do they do anything other than learn or whatever? Well, you have to wonder why he has him walk out of the room. Reload room. And reloads the room. In three personality. So that's the question you have to ask yourself: Is are they real or not? And then I love when he reboots Seth. You can really hear it in Seth's voice that the character gets younger. Welcome to the program. Yeah. And the character also not only the pitch goes up, but he sounds more eager and less cynical. Thank you. Yeah. And that was the goal. I told young. I can't wait to start. I need a young, new version of it. Nice. Epic. And I get done with my favorite Featuring guitar. Featuring the voice talent really from Matt Peter Cat as the instructor, yep. Seth Adam Shore as and, and, student and three, Kristen Bay as did, student I nine, M. Zero um, Garcia as student the, twenty nine, Harry so Little as student thirty three, and Bruce Buzzard as the master, master control program. program. And for Tron the scientific method, you know what the Amanda Fitzwater as Dr. Mary Loughton. So, oh, yeah. Woodard as Lynn, <laughs> and and the numbers, as Will James, the numbers for the reloads, as Hastings, if anybody can Tiffany figure out where those are from, one, you win a, a, a Gumby, and Mark a little green Gumby. As I won't send it to you, but you can buy <laughs> one yourself, and that's your prize. <laughs> In Pound's Paul Lavelle as Mort, <laughs> Melissa Hearn as McBride, Mackenzie Bishop well, as well, I, just, I don't have the script in front of me for this. as Chief, Bernadette Amy Rose as Frazier, Yeah, you gotta, you gotta know where the numbers are from. Snow you gotta go back and listen to the show and Trent just wait for the numbers that he gives to the reload. Written by Brian and the numbers are from something. Seminar written by Marcus Beatty. That ended Directed recently. by Marcus Beatty and Michael Bergonzi. And I also Edited give Michael a directing credit on this. Bridges. He did a wonderful job. Seminar by David Alexander McDonald. Produced by Pendant Productions. Seminar co-created by Catherine Pride and Jeffrey Bridges. And, and that ends this commentary, this ever so late commentary that was worth waiting for. Thank you all for joining us. Michael, tell everybody good night. You do. Nope. No, tell her, tell them good night. The people listen. Oh, good night and good luck.